Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, Pastor Jim will walk us through the fourth chapter of Mark, verses 21 through 29. Jesus was teaching in parables by this time. And in this passage, we will hear more of those, along with some metaphors. In seeming rapid fire from the pen of Mark, Jesus talks about a lamp, listening, measuring, giving more to those who already have, and a man casting seed. What does this all mean? You'll understand it all and how it all ties together by the time you finish this message with us this week. Here is today's part of the message entitled, Lighting, Listening, Waiting. Now that time that Jesus is away is also called the the church age. Israel has forfeited her position as the centerpiece of God's work on earth during this era. It's only when she repents and welcomes the Lord Jesus Christ, which will take place at His second coming, that's when Israel is going to be restored to the position that God intended for her all along. But when the when the leader, the spiritual leaders of the Jews said that the Messiah was satanic, that was the turning point. Now something new is going to come. So in this age, the church age, God is calling together the bride of Christ, that bride that He promised His Son. It's also called the church. It's also called the, the body of Christ. It's comprised of not just a Not just Jews, but Jews and Gentiles together. In this era of it, predominantly Gentiles, but always including everybody of any ethnicity that wants to believe in Christ, all who follow Him as Lord and Savior. Now, the first in an avalanche of parables started that day. That's the one we studied last time. The parable of the soils. During this era, the kingdom of God on earth is not a political entity. It's a spiritual reality in the hearts of true believers. It's analogous to a farmer scattering seed which falls on various kinds of soils which produce various harvests or lack thereof. Only the good soil produces a crop. The sower is anyone who sows seed. The seed is the Word of God, the message about Jesus Christ as, as King and Savior. So that's the grammatical context that brings us to our passage for today. Our passage today consists of three brief parables, which when you pay attention to the historical context and the grammatical context, you'll find that they're not very difficult. They're not very complex if you see them for how they fit the context. So if you were asking for the Lord to speak to you today, it will come through His Word. That's how He speaks to His people. That's where we hear His voice and how we know Him and we follow Him. Jesus is going to say to you today, through the words of the recorded text, spread the Word 
the first parable, 21 through 23. Secondly, I'll reward you for it, verses 24 and 25. And thirdly, be ready for a harvest. Now, I want to warn you, we're in the context of parables, but you're not going to see the word parable in any of our nine verses for today. Uh, A saying or a teaching doesn't have to have the label parable on it as long as it fits the genre. And what you will see is a threefold repetition of the phrase, and he was saying. In other words, these are parabolic sayings, things that he kept probably said on many occasions, but he was saying them on that day. And this is all in the context of what we've seen earlier. He was speaking to them in parables. So the first thing Jesus says to you is, spread the word. Now, three parables in rapid succession, and I think you'll agree, they're not very hard to interpret in context. Verses 21 through 23. And he was saying to them, A lamp is not brought to be put under a basket, is it? Or under a bed? It is not brought, is it not brought to be put on the lampstand? For nothing is hidden except to be revealed, nor has anything been secret but that it would come to light. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Now notice that this is said mainly for the sake of explaining new stuff and how it fits together with what he has said to them already in the first parable. He was saying to them, and I think here he's especially uh, directing this toward those who have ears to hear, meaning if you're believing me, if you're getting this, here's your further instruction. Now every parable is based on something common, something normal, something that everybody was familiar with. In this case, the basis for the teaching is the similarity of the plan of God in this age to the functioning of a lamp. Now, in those days, everybody had lamps in their house, like we have lamps in our house. We have lighting systems. An earthenware lamp was made of a, a small pitcher, kind of a kind of a deep saucer, had a fairly flat bottom on it. You didn't want these things tipping over with flames coming out of them, so made them nice and stable. Um, there would be a handle at one end, a spout on the other end through which the, the wick could pro- protrude, and of course a hole in the top that you could add oil through and uh, place the wick if you needed to put a new wick in it. And by adjusting the amount of exposed wick, the amount of flame and the amount of light could be controlled. Now, to maximize the benefit of the lamp, lamps were set on, and here's some great Greek exegesis for you, things called lamp stands. That's where you put the lamp. Uh, They were often actually little shelves that were built into the wall to protrude from the wall so you wouldn't likely bump into them, get them out of the way, but up up a little bit higher so the light could be reflected off of the the ceiling and the walls as well. And from the lampstand, the glow of the lamp would radiate as much as possible to fill the whole room with light. Now, it would be absurd to light a lamp and then 
place it under a basket. Or you don't light your lamp and then put it under your bed. You would negate its purpose and you would quite likely start a fire. And that's a very bad use of your lamp for lighting. So, he goes on to say, verses 22 and 23, For nothing is hidden except to be revealed, nor has anything been secret but that it should come to light. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Now, do you see the point in the context? Do you see how it underscores that first parable of the soils? Your purpose in the kingdom plan of God during this mystery form of the kingdom is to, well, you know from the parable, sow seed to spread the word of God. Would you like a parallel way to say that? It's to spread the light of the gospel, not to conceal it. I I don't know any farmer who hoards his seed. He plants the seed. Light is always a metaphor for truth and for holiness and for the gospel and for spiritual life in in Christ. As a matter of fact, remember, um, we took a little side trip from Mark and looked quickly at the Sermon on the Mount from probably just a number of weeks before this time when Jesus preached that huge sermon during the height of His popularity. And He said it this way in Mark chapter 5, Verses 14 through 16. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on the lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. So, here's another parable to underscore the first parable, to reinforce it, to say it in different words. And Jesus is saying very clearly to you, spread the word. Now, he's going to go further. He's saying to you, I'll reward you for it. You're going to see the refrain again. He was saying to them, Uh, That tips you off to the fact this was something that he was saying over and over again to make a point. And the verb tense emphasizes that this was something he was repeating in probably various contexts. The next parable is the next two verses, 24 and 25. And he was saying to them, another thematic statement, Take care what you listen to. By your standard of measure, it will be measured to you. And more will be given you besides. For whoever has, to him more shall be given. And whoever does not have, even what he has, shall be taken away from him. What is he saying? Well, take care of what you listen to means pay close attention to what you hear. Don't just take in things willy-nilly. Be disciplined about it. This is a follow-up to the parable of the soils. And like all parables, this is rooted in everyday experience that the hearers were familiar with. So when it's time for the harvest, a farmer would rightly expect to get back from his fields in proportion to what he had put into it. If he didn't plant all the land, he wouldn't get as big of a harvest. If he'd been lazy or negligent and not taken care of it, his harvest would be limited. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.